Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Welcome to another episode of the Hoth Transmissions. We are continuing our adventure through Mandalorian Season 3, I mean, the Book of Boba Fett, and we will be discussing Chapter 6. A lot of cool things going. Um, but first, uh, I want to jump into a little bit of news. Uh, we saw a cool poster that was released yesterday, and just want to get some of your guys' thoughts on it. Oh yeah, and by the way, we got Echo 3 and Echo 12 back joining us. Hello, hello. That was a kick-ass poster. And it's coming out on, what, the 45th anniversary of A New Hope? First time I've ever seen Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have been fighting me on this one because uh, a lot of the – because I have some sources at Lucasfilm, and they're saying, oh, yeah, it's going to come out in uh, in spring. and But we have celebrations coming up, I believe, on the 18th, 19th, or 20th, or 17th, or whatever. And everybody's like, no, they're going to release it on May 4th. They're going to release it on May 4th. I was like – I mean, that makes sense, but I feel like they would hold it off until after Celebration, which which it looks like they're doing because it's going to be released on the 25th of May. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, can, can I also say how crazy it is that A New Hope came out almost 50 years ago? Yeah. And it's still this good. It's still my it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. It's yeah. really, it's held up really well. It has. Dude, it's insane. It's insane. Isn't how it? How far it's come. It's a classic. I, I barely remember the 25th anniversary, and here we are, 45th. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't remember the 20th anniversary. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the 20th. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hope I hope Revenge of the Sith. Um, that's I think that's both of our favorite. Yeah, Star Wars. I hope that holds up. Yeah, it'll hold up. Good. It'll hold up. It still it, holds up. I was gonna say it's been it's been about 20 years, and the CGI in that movie is really good still. Yeah, it still looks really good. As far well, as just, it's gonna be, dude. Oh, I'm. I mean. Uh, we don't want to settle into Tatooine fatigue, but it is, you know, Obi-Wan. So I think we're, uh, the expectation level still has to be high because, I mean, there's, like you were telling me, um, two trilogies on the line in this yeah. in this movie, or in this, uh, in this show. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my big takeaway about Kenobi coming up uh, Echo 2. Um, <laughs> um, at, at first I was a little worried because... You know, I think Boba Fett's good. The book of Boba Fett's good, but I think it's more of like a, it's not quite as good as Mandalorian. Um, so no, and it's, it's said that Mandalorian had to come in to make Book of Boba better. Yeah, yeah so this is Mando season two point five. I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping that Kenobi can be the same quality as Mandalorian. But the other thing is that it's super sensitive to the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. It yeah. can change the entire way we look at these trilogies if they decide to go in certain directions with yeah. the story. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard so far on it, we're going to have Inquisitors. We're going to have Vader in it. Um, Kenobi's just going to make a cameo in it. And I know it's going to be 
uh, over several different planets. It's actually not going to be focused on Tatooine. And I'm joking about the Kenobi making a cameo. Uh, I, I was just about to say, are, are you serious? <laughs> I, I was laughing and then I made a serious face for Joe. I was like, is he was, is he serious? Because I just kept going. I didn't I didn't backtrack at all. I just kept going. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Wait, um, the, the interesting thing, me and Richard were having a discussion about this when the poster came out, is because in A New Hope, you know, Vader says when I left you, I was a learner, I'm the master. Richard brought up a good point because, by the way, Kathleen Kennedy, sorry, was that? Echo 12. Oh, Echo 12. Yeah. Yeah, because um, um, Kathleen Kennedy or one of the producers have already said that there's going to be a rematch. Vader and Yeah, and it's going to be the, the rematch of the century or whatever. That's what yeah. they said. Then Bridger, what did you say? I pointed out, you know. Oh, uh, Echo 12, what did you say? We don't want to – there's some very delicate dialogue uh, bouncing or balancing what we're going to have to do because Darth Vader does say, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master, you know, but he doesn't say the last time I saw you, he says when I left you and well, I mean, he left him at Revenge of the Sith. It doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, well, actually, technically, Obi-Wan left Anakin. Right. Anakin left the order, which could also be construed as when we left. But regardless, oh, okay. the point stands that he doesn't say the very last time I saw you on Mustafar when we battled in episode, you know. Yeah, I feel you. They can make but it. But I think what yeah. they're really trying to hold on to is the line in Return of the Jedi where Luke is going to Vader saying, hey, I know they're still good in you. And Vader's like, Obi-Wan once thought as you did, implying that Obi-Wan made an effort to try and bring him back. Right. Mm. Right. And we haven't. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that could, be his, on that. That could be his uh, spiel when he has the high ground. We were brothers, Anakin, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like when they're fighting on so far, Obi Wan wasn't really trying to to bring him back. He was just like, "Dude, you screwed up." Yeah, I'm here to kill you. It's like you were my brother, Anakin. Why are you making me do this? Obi Wan reigns undefeated. Man, we better see his track record stay that same way. And then, oh Oh, man, you guys haven't seen Rebels because not quite yet. uh, Inquisitors show up in Rebels, and oh, I showed Bridger how they show. I showed Bridger. Also, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say I showed Bridger how they showed up with their uh, helicopters. The helicopter. Um, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Let's forget about that. That's cheesy. <laughs> uh, that's not. That's not how the force works, anyways. But um, the entire series, they're like coming up as like these intimidating characters. Ezra and uh, Kanan are having a lot of issues fighting these guys, like. Together they can take him, but then there's an episode where Ahsoka's in it, and two of the Inquisitors come up against Ahsoka, and Ahsoka just basically destroys them. Barely even has to put any effort against them. And I'm kind of hoping we get more of that with Obi-Wan. Like, if an Inquisitor shows up, like, I'm expecting Obi-Wan to be like, yeah, please, get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're nothing. Because if Ahsoka can handle them, like, effortlessly, I'm assuming Obi-Wan is a lot more skilled at that. Oh, yeah. Obi takes Grievous. He takes Anakin. Nah, he's got it. Ball, too. Can't take Dooku. Ball. Can't take Dooku. Yeah, two, he's 0-2 against Dooku. Well, I mean, there is lineage there. Um, I mean, he was taught by the guy that taught. Um, Good idea. You know, Qui-Gon. So there could be some sort of, you know, intrinsic knowledge there, but also... And, and an emotional was, connection. I mean, Anakin was a little bit more... I guess devoid of emotion. He was more delving into the dark side when he defeated Dooku the second time. Right. He didn't win the first time. No, no. Yeah, they're all uh, chopped up. 
Yeah, some forced trickery with uh, with Sheev in the room as well. Hey, I, I have a question about Rebels real quick. So at the end of Rebels, um, are Inquisitors no more? Or are Inquisitors supposedly around during the original trilogy as well? I want to say they're not really that involved. I think they're more involved at the beginning of or or at the end of Order 66, up until the Empire really took control. Mm. But but they're in, um because I was looking it up, Rebels takes place from five to one uh BBY. Right before New Hope. Yeah. yeah. So because you know, whenever I watch original trilogy, I don't really think there's a lot of Inquisitors and Jedi going around. So are they dead? Well, I mean, well, I mean, like uh, if you look at the comics, like after A New Hope, Vader is training with a couple other potential quote-unquote replacements for Vader. The Emperor was finding Vader weak and whatnot, and so I think at that point, I think there were some Inquisitors during around that time, but Vader mm-hmm. pretty much killed them because a lot of them were starting to think on their own, and he's like, "Yep, no, you're done." Yeah, no. Yeah, or and maybe also by that time they thought they got most of the Jedi, and they're like, "All right, we don't need the yeah. Inquisitors on the payroll or something." Yeah, I mean, because they kind of follow the role too, but you don't really count the Inquisitors as, as Sith. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of just tools. They're like not even that strong in the Force. I know, like uh, the Grand Inquisitor, he was a Jedi, Jedi Temple guard that mm-hmm. turned to the dark side. Wow. And you kind of. Uh, not to spoil Jedi Fallen Order, but you can kind of see how the Inquisitors are made. Reckon we'll, should remember that. Oh, yeah. sure you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get to that point later. Uh, he's plugging his ears right now, Mark. Echo 12. Okay, good. Going deaf over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, Echo 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of draw back to the Book of Boba Fett and draw a parallel to Kenobi, um, I think, you know, what we said about Book of Boba Fett, we needed Mando to show up to save it. I think a lot of that can be pinpointed to Boba, it's not a hero. And ter- heroes, I mean, tend to be the, the focus of story. Mando's a clear hero. Kenobi's a clear hero. Um, Boba, when we get introduced to him, he's an antagonist the whole time we've ever known him. You know, we're 45 years later or 40 or, you know, 38 years later, and we're trying to reshape the way Boba Fett is seen. I think Kenobi... But you also haven't seen Clone Wars. So every time you've seen Boba, he's been an anti-hero. That's true, but... But if you watch Clone Wars, you kind of see Boba becoming more of a... I really wouldn't say hero, but he's not as bad as we've seen him in the movies. In the movies, especially Empire Strikes Back, he's just doing just what he needs to do in order to make a quick buck. In any case, I feel like he should have been closer to Venom in the anti-hero place instead of trying to just be another Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, You do have me on the, the, you know, the Clone Wars thing. I will concede. Yeah. Because I don't think, I think Kenobi is a character that we all know and love, and I don't think they can screw up his character, regardless. Well... I mean, they can It's possible. They won't. They, they can, but they I, I don't think they will, but it's very possible, and that's why. Which is funny, because like, I think that the two characters that weren't screwed up in the prequels were Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm. And the Emperor. I don't think Palpatine was screwed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He's, Ian McKellen did a solid role. He was elevated. I would even say Palpatine was elevated from prequels. Yeah. 
until you get to the the battle between him and Yoda. That's kind of cheesy. Oh, me and Bridget. We like that duel, dude. <laughs> we, we like that duel. I don't know. But, some of his mannerisms in that scene are just kind of a little funky. But, and also, I mean, the fight was cool, though. There's a lot of CGI in that because I'm yeah. a lot of the scenes, even the Emperor CGI. You know, he's not flipping around. Yeah, and he was old by that point. So I mean, I could see what you're, I could see where you're coming from on that one for sure. Yeah, but once I'll, I'll get more into that once we get into the prequels and stuff like that, right. and I'll discuss a little bit more on my thoughts of the entirety of Book of Boba once we cover all seven episodes. Because yeah, yep. for people that are watching it, that probably haven't seen it all the way. I mean, all the episodes are out now. We're kind of recording a little bit late, but yeah, uh, a lot of people, if they're following along as it were, they've already binged it and decided to binge our podcast just to hear it, then that's cool. But we don't want to throw in too many spoilers Correct. on it. But... This is a good idea. But, but overall, I, re I really liked... Uh, I, I like the book of Boba. I'm just really confused at what it wanted to be. It just seemed very clumsy, I'd say. What do you think it wanted to be? What do you think the goal was? Probably something that we're not even been introduced to. I feel like the book of Boba is a stepping stone to what's going to happen in Mando season three. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll discuss more of that after. We kind of discussed chapter seven and give some of my reasons why. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I think um, either the episodes five and six should have been about Boba or there just should have been two more episodes because it seems like certain things that, well, this gets into the finale, but certain things that were set up weren't set up completely to their full potential. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. As far as episode six goes, I mean, it is a pretty big deviation from. Episode six is great, though. Episode six. Oh yeah, is some of the best content of Star Wars we've gotten. Right, right, and I mean, and the, I've had I've had discussions with people on this. Like, I honestly think that so far up to chapter six, the Book of Boba, individually, the individual episodes are pretty cool, really great Star Wars content. But as a season so far. I'm not digging it. Mm. Wow. But I did, wow. But I do enjoy the content that we got out of it, though. Wait, qu question. Are you saying it's in good category, average category, or are you even saying it's bad? When you say I'm you're not saying as a season of a story, mm -hmm. it's all over the place. Cohesively, yeah. There's no cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. But individually, individually yeah. on the. But if you take every episode individually. Like, I've loved every episode so far. Yeah, but Dude, it's crafting an entire seven episode, six episode narrative up to this point. Don't tell a complete story or even a cohesive one at that. Yeah, it, it's a head scratcher because I, it's definitely not bad. I would never say that this is bad, but I don't know if I can even say it's good. Is the problem like I don't? It's like yeah, I'm scratching my head at, at this series. Because like one of my buddies he was texting me the other day. He's like. I'm on episode three of the Book of Mandalorian. He's like, I'm not digging this. He's like, he's like, uh, these these uh, teenagers. He's like, what's their deal? And so I had to explain. I'm like, okay, this is the spec kids. I'm like, go listen to the podcast and we'll kind of like cover it a little bit more. And <laughs> but then even he got into episode five and six. Oh, sorry, big on there. 
uh, he got into episodes five and six and still didn't even he still didn't even get drawn into it. He's like, well, I'm excited for Kenobi. I'm like, all right. I'm like, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed five and six. Five and six, I thought were like the some of the best content that we've gotten so far. Yeah. But I mean, two is their own, I guess. Yeah. I, well, I could understand it from a point of like it completely takes you away from Boba's story. It completely takes you away from the plots that are going on. I mean, you could lose interest that way. But in terms of like the quality of the episodes, I I'm not seeing. I think they're really good. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they kind of did Boba dirty in this series. Boba, it's just seemed like the writers didn't really know anything about Boba, so they're like, okay, let's do four episodes going over his backstory. This is what he's doing. All right, we ran out of ideas. Let's throw Mando in for two episodes to kind of just cover, just mm-hmm. to cover some content. But I feel like they could have used these two episodes to really like develop more about Mos Espa and build up a little bit more of the the world that they're trying to create here. <laughs> Because exactly. Boba's trying to save the city, and so he's setting up his position. And honestly, I don't even know what he's trying to save because I because ha- we haven't really seen a characterization of Masespa. Hmm. Yeah, we we've seen and, a dozen people in it. Yeah, and one sector at night and the sanctuary. Yeah, I think they could have used these two episodes to really like pulled more into different areas of Mos but they could have had Boba interact more with the, the local gangs to try and maybe like because they had that dinner and he's like oh alright well we'll stay out of it we won't take any money to turn against you blah 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 instead we could have kind of seen Boba go out and maybe do so they're in trouble by the pikes and he comes in and saves them and they're like okay yeah we're going to join you we're going to join you instead of a lot of the introduction or a lot of the cameos that they threw in. It's almost like the, the placement of the episodes was off or something or the structure. Like a lot of the stuff that was in the first three or four could have been all done in the first episode kind of thing. And then we develop other things as we go on. There's a lot of stuff about the finale that I like to bring up, but we'll, I mean, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Because uh, I really liked the flashbacks and I felt like that became the the main story for Boba Fett. I found that more interesting than what he was actually doing in the modern time. And then now that we get to the modern time, it's Mando and and Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu and all this all this stuff that I feel was kind of unnecessary to add into it. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like, you know, like we got Sorry. caught up with Boba in the present day. And then they decided, all right, let's see what's going on, on the other side of the galaxy now that we know this. And I mean the setup for Mando joining Boba did not need two entire episodes. Let's be real. I mean, he could have flown in wherever and figured that out quickly. We didn't need two episodes of this. Like, yes, we're happy that Luke showed up in Ahsoka and we got to see what they're up to. But I cut away from, you know, the, the titular character for two episodes of a seven episode series. Very, very interesting creative choice. I guess it's hard. Yeah, to honestly, say. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, honestly, what I think they should have done was shown Mando on a mission, and then Fennec shows up and says, hey, and then do a whole thing on that. Yeah, exactly. At least introduce, like, even even Fennec into it 
and Boba stays back. Oh, Boba's taking care of this back here, so I'm coming to talk to you. And then they do a little mission, and then they fly back, and then they walk into the palace, and Boba's, like, just chilling right there. Because it almost feels like they didn't want to waste anything out of Season 3, Amanda, on him building a, building a ship and getting Grogu back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the payoff, I mean, if you watch... If you go back and watch Mandalorian and then you, I mean, you skip the book of Boba Fett in a couple years, you're going to see Grogu and him separate at the end of season two. And then at the start of season three, they're back together. There's uh, going to be a disconnect in the story a little bit. I was just, I was going to say that um, they definitely develop a uh, kind of a new character for Boba Fett. Like they do a lot of character development within the series. But the problem is now you watch original trilogy and you know he ends up being soft. <laughs> like that that's kind of his... He's going clean. He's going soft in this whole series. That's kind of the whole overarching, you know, theme of it. And I don't know if that's just, yeah. I don't know if that's just right with a lot of, you know, fans. I mean, time will tell. I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch the series and, and really pull out my, my opinion on it. But as of right now, that's kind of what I'm thinking on it. Um, but let us jump into the actual. The actual chap, uh, uh, chapter. Yeah, we, we probably sound pretty negative right now, but this again, this episode is freaking fire. The whole thing. Oh yeah, especially because uh, it starts off with Cobb and I was like, okay, all right, so he's getting introduced. I I liked his whole interaction with the Peck Syndicate. Like he's really like developed into his whole sheriff uh, or marshal role. Yeah, he has. Well, he was the marshal even when we first saw him. In- Mando, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was. But I mean, it's kind of cool to kind of see him a little bit more. Like he's actually going against the Pike Syndicate. Like he isn't afraid. He mm. doesn't have his arm right now, and he's like, "I'm still upholding the law. This is who it, I am." Yeah, and apparently this is a famous actor, but I don't, I don't know who the actor is. I probably should, but uh, I've seen him on quite a few things. Yeah, I know he was a... on a, a Netflix series. I suppose it. Uh, I want that. Was, it was a zombie one with a. Uh, uh, Drew Barrymore is like Santa Monica. Not, or, I don't know. It's some kind of like zombie show. It's, it's interesting, but it only got cut off after three seasons. But he's done a lot of other stuff. Mm. Yeah, he. I was just gonna say he's perfect as a cowboy. He fits in that role perfectly. Yeah, I like what they really did with this because they're really trying to fit in the whole the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh yeah, I've only seen like clips of that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I know. Uh, Cad Bane was. Designed after one of the characters in it. It wasn't Clint Eastwood's character, it was the other one. Hmm. Uh, I think I can look at his name real quick. From the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yeah. Yeah. Based yeah, he played uh, the, the Van Cleef. Yeah, the bad. Mm. Bridger's, yeah. Oh, Bridger likes those movies. He's seen the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, have you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's who uh, Kid Ben was originally uh, designed off of. Dude, that makes perfect sense. Um, I wrote a, a Western screenplay uh, a couple years ago for an uh, independent study for college. Okay. And it was a Western, so I had to study a lot of those motifs and stuff. Great movie. Yeah, and uh, Deputy Scott was the ugly. And then, obviously, Cobb Vanth was uh, Eastwood's character. Oh, yeah, he's the good. Yeah. Never seen it, but I'm very intrigued to watch it now. Yeah, it shares a lot of those like uh, 
samurai western motifs that uh star wars is built in you know inspired by yeah uh now that you mention it because like even with the the bambi forest around the jedi school it's not to asian fantasy movies yeah exactly yeah those those japanese movies heavily inspired the western genre and should, should, should we get into Cad, Cad Bane right now or save that for later? Oh, it's a, we, could, I mean, we could jump in wherever we want or we can stay on, follow the the episode. But open discussion pretty cool. Yeah, I just want to say, I think Cad Bane looked awesome in live action. I was re- really surprised to see all the backlash. Um, there's a lot of people... Who, oh. A lot of Clone Wars fans, that's why. Well, and then, I mean, yeah, Mark bring up the point about the you know like count dooku look at count dooku in clone wars yeah yeah occasions are very different look at him in live action but it's i was gonna say there's a bunch of fans that took the photoshop and digital like means to change the way he looked but i, I think i mean that was cool but I, I think you can tell that cad bane is um practical it seems like a lot of his yeah. His stuff is practical, and so the actor is putting a lot of performance in there. And, and if you change that all to digital, it kind of takes some stuff away. And I, I just, I, and he looked so bad. He looked so cool. Yeah. And he looked scary. He, he looked was terrifying. scary. He was menacing. You know. Yeah, I, I actually really agree on it. And his outfit was cool too. Whoever put his outfit together, yeah, I don't, is that the same outfit as uh, Clone Wars, or is that a different one? Yeah, that's the same style. He oh. always had that trench coat, and it. It's one of the things that made him pretty cool because he always flipped it around and then you see his blaster and then he has his left hand ready to shoot. Yeah. Which is cool because he was left-handed in the Clone Wars, so I'm glad glad that they paid attention to detail and kept him uh, uh, left-handed. And they kept the voice actor, Corey Burton. Of course, because Dave Filoni directed the episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's Filoni's baby. Yeah, and... Which goes on with the 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 titles? Oh, was it from the desert comes a stranger? Yeah, and I mean, from at least when I was watching the it immediately, you see the title card, and then you think, okay, well, Boba's the stranger coming to the town, and then you get all the way near the end of the episode, you're like, nope, Filoni tricked us. Yep, Filoni's good at tricking people. Yeah, he is. His he has some fun titles. Man, I'm just he looked awesome. Dude, he looked great. He looked horrifying. I was scared. Better watch where you're sticking your nose. That whole like interaction between uh, Cad Bane and Cobb Ranth was just terrifying. And the thing that I liked about it is Cad Bane isn't the type of person that you just come up to and just like demand stuff out of him. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, you, a- you asked me a question, I'm going to answer it. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. And his response was, I'd be careful where, where I stick my nose if I were you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to completely ignore your thing. I'm coming here telling you a message. And shoot you, and I'm gonna leave. Yeah, you should have never given up your armor because you stand no chance against me. And and also they set up at the start of the episode that Cap Cobb Vanth is a um, elite gunslinger. Like he takes down those those pikes like they're nothing. Yeah. And then yeah. And then um, Bane takes down Vanth like he's nothing. Yeah. And his little and deputy, deputy Scott. Scott. Oh, rip deputy Scott, dude. Yeah, and honestly, like he. I've I've seen a little bit of backlash, a little bit on Cobb Vance surviving. Hmm. I got shot in the shoulder. Uh, yeah, he got shot in the shoulder. People are saying that he should have just killed Cobb Vance, and then other people are like, "Well, it's kind of 
confident surviving is kind of like a takeaway from Ked Bain's sharpshooting skills, but I think <laughs> Ked Bain kept him alive on purpose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that was definitely purposeful. Like, that was uh, a warning shot. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'm going to kill Deputy Scott because he's coming pretty heavy against me. But you got that. Well, he doesn't want to make him a martyr. I mean, if cop yeah. the people would think, oh, well, we have no choice now. But leave him alive to question it and say, no, 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 now i got to stay back, protect my people. I think not killing him was a calculated choice for sure. What a name on that deputy, too. What a, just a crazy out-of-this-world name. Scott? Deputy Scott. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, well, hey, my name, Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Came into Star Wars. I mean, it fits a little bit better than Deputy Scott, though. Deputy yeah. Scott, just too modern. Yeah, Deputy John. Yeah, Deputy John. I guess Luke is go. Luke, though. Yeah. Luke is Luke. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, I guess. I guess. We're going to throw Luke in there. Yeah, hey, let's get uh, to Luke stuff. Let's talk about some... The best part. Yeah, I know, because I know there's a lot of lot of stuff you want to talk about with Luke. Um, mm-hmm. So, jumping back to the beginning of the episode, uh, I just really like the Covenant's like whole perspective with the the syndicate. Like he's like, all right, guys. As far as I've seen, I haven't seen nothing, so no law has been broken. So you guys can just take off, and just don't come around these parts again. And we get to see his gunslinger skills, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like he just took out three of them, and he left one guy alive. And he's like, "All right, you can leave, but you gotta leave that spice here. Spice is more worth more than your town." He's like, "Well, looks like I'm gonna retire." Just like yeah, the whole banter sure. was pretty pretty solid, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. It also shows that he's like true to character. He doesn't care about the spice and how much it's worth. He just when I, first saw, when I first saw that, I thought that was sand. I thought yeah. it was a fake thing, but it was spice in there. Right? Yeah, it was spice. Yeah, it, it was really sad to see it go. Space I, like, I cried. I was like, dude, you could have retired. <laughs> yeah, you could have retired. Um, Not much spice. I'd always said, let's move on from Cad Bane, but I got to say something real quick that's just so funny. Um, a lot of my friends, or all of my friends that are Star Wars fans are huge Clone Wars fans, right? And the funny thing about Clone Wars fans is they're so passionate about Clone Wars. They're so passionate about it. Like, I was texting all of them after this episode came out, and the only thing they talked about, Cad Bane, Cad Bane. He was there for, like, 30 seconds. I was like, bro, Luke, we just got Luke Skywalker yeah. for, like, 45 minutes in his prime after yeah, yeah. We already We already saw Luke at the end of Season 2, Amanda. We saw him for, what, 30 now we got Cad, minutes? Now we, got, now we got Cad Bane. No, but we got actual story and development. With, we got actual Luke. Come on, we got him for like 40 minutes. But we got Cad Bane. <laughs> they were just like, Cad Bane, Cad Bane, Cad Bane. Oh, Luke. Let's talk about some Luke. I do like that they started to set up Luke's arc. I mean, um, by the end of the episode, we were wondering, at least me personally, um, Luke was supposed to be different, but he's still subscribing to that dogma of, you know, if you want to show attachments, you got to go, you know. And that does kind it's of kind show he's headed in his arc. It's tying it into the sequels. Yeah, for sure. Doing. But also jumping back to Ked Bane, I feel like they should have introduced him earlier in the series. Oh, 100%. And, what, what? Like, what? Sorry, go ahead. Like, they should have showed his involvement a lot earlier. How, how weird is that? You, you got this awesome character that everybody loves. And he could be the main villain of the series, and he's so menacing and so cool looking. And they sh- and they bring him in the last two episodes of the series. It almost How, feels like Filoni so didn't weird. want anybody else to get his hands on him. 
Yeah, like, true. He wanted to direct. Money could have taken that episode a lot earlier. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, just weird, weird decision making. Yeah. I see R two. Um, Every time I see R two in these TV shows, it gives me chills. I don't know why. Yeah. Every time I dude, see. Dude, I know. Mando <laughs> flying in on a ship, and then R two is the first thing. I was like, Oh man, R two is definitely my favorite droid. It's so funny. It's, down. it's so funny. He's like an inanimate droid, but. He's he's our one through line. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a character. Yeah, but I do miss seeing three PO with uh R two. Yeah, but that the, would have been a little much. Is this the same place that we see in the Last Jedi where Luke's training Grogu? Is this supposed to be the same planet? No, the other planet was Octu, a more secluded place. This is where Luke builds the Jedi Temple where Kylo trains. Oh, that's a different place. I always thought. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's a different place. You're right. And so, but he uses the same type of structures. Yeah, because I was going to say, because we see the droids making those structures. I was like, I thought there was like natives at the last Jedi place that built, took care of the oh, yeah. structures or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of what they're leaning towards, but they kind of didn't really explain too much of it. I have the, the last Jedi digital dictionary. I'll have to look up it, look it up and I'll, I'll, uh, Maybe do a post on on the Instagram about it and kind of like figure that out and kind of do some lore on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, pull some of the sequel fans we've got out there. Because I even put that on there. I was like, oh, the last Jedi, Sidney Luke built this on Octu. And I was like, why? Hmm. No. I was just really curious about it. It's like, okay, what's the importance of these type of structures as far as Jedi training goes? Yeah. Because we never see it in the Clone Wars, we don't see it in the prequels. We only see it with Luke, and maybe it's like something a lot more ancient than the prequels led on. Maybe we'll see it in the High Republic. I don't know. But I just loved uh, Mando's whole response. R two takes him over to this. He's like, "Okay, is anybody here?" He's like, "Is that a is that a bench?" Just takes a nap. That's what he does, right? It was funny too. The the guy that least likes droids. Basically, yeah. Droid. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you can't just like R2. It's R2. Yeah. R2's got. Yeah, Mando has no idea who that is. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but R2's always had a, a mouth on him, though. Yeah, he has. But I mean, at this point, Mando's been around droids so often that I think he's kind of warming up to him, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, he was saved by a droid when it self imploded on him. Like, yeah, true. I'm for sure. And then it jumps over, and we get to see the little green creature everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And honestly, going into this episode, I didn't really think we we're gonna see Luke. Yeah, I yeah. He's just gonna show up there, and then that was it. That, that was a huge thing that because I always thought it was a possibility, but we got like forty-five minutes yeah, of Luke Skywalker talking and walking and training and jumping and flipping. The the montage with him and on Grogu on his back—that was, I mean, yeah, that's so nostalgic for Empire Strikes Back. I just remember thinking Luke looks freaking amazing. The technology, just the everything that they did to make Luke look like he's an actual person that young. Yeah, well, it was insane. Yeah, okay, so it's when this when this episode first came out, I was like just talking everybody's ear off about it, but it's been two weeks, so I've like calmed down a little bit. But I mean, to me, this is absolutely just like groundbreaking. This changes so many possibilities, like not even just for Star Wars, just for yeah. anything. Like this is crazy what they did in this episode. Almost looks like they plucked him out of 1983 from Return of the Jedi and yeah. just placed him in here. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's right here in my notes. I was like, 
uh, I was worried about this because I remember the last time we were talking in chapter five, I was like, I really hope that they don't do an episode of just Luke and Grogu that we jump back into the story. But like I was mentioning, like each individual episode has been great, and I'm not disappointed by this episode. I really enjoyed it. Mm. And I mean, this is a moment that I think everybody has thought about after they see Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, like let's see Luke. I, you know, you know he trains Jedi. You know he's trying to get get that order, and we get to see it actually happen. Yeah, and you're gonna hate me. I'm kind of disappointed with this, Luke. Oh, and why is that? Oh, maybe because he's not really developed into the Luke that we've seen in the Last Jedi, and I'm kind of appreciating the Luke from Last Jedi a little bit more. Is that by the time we get to the Last Jedi, Luke realizes that the Jedi Order was completely arrogant and they did everything wrong, mm. and you have Luke who has only been trained by Yoda, who Yoda also realizes that the Order has been wrong. Like Even in Clone Wars, we get a whole episode of Yoda going on a spiritual pilgrimage, who mm. knows that the Jedi Order is about to completely be destroyed, and Yoda knows he has to let it happen. Yoda knows he can't intervene, and so Yoda trains Luke in the mindset, okay, well, what we did was wrong. We were doing it wrong the whole time, so Yoda trained Luke in an unorthodox way. And I kind of expected Luke to kind of not be so crazy into the whole Jedi thing. Because especially at the end when he gives Grogu the choice, it's like, okay, take this from Mando or take what was a really cool Easter egg of Yoda's lightsaber. Mm -hmm. I feel the Luke that we knew in Return of the Jedi wouldn't be that structure she's like okay you got to get rid of attachment but it's okay because i got leia i've got i've got han i've got chewbacca i've got r2 i've got all these other attachments but Grogu, you can't have it well yeah. um so you just explained it all like you know beautifully and i think that's a hundred percent true this is a very ponderous plot point and i i might even say this is a plot hole right here because yoda who's trained who trained luke they know the downfalls of the jedi and why the jedi fell and stuff right so yeah. why why would Luke teach when he starts his new temple? Why would he do those exact same things that made them fall off? And on, but here's the thing: I think this is because of the Last Jedi. I don't know if this is really um, this episode's fault. They had to make it line up because Luke becomes a. I was gonna say he becomes a loser and a, you know a secluded you know hermit. And so I mean I don't they kind of have to make it work with the sequels is what they're trying to do. Yeah. But, but I still don't think me... this Luke lines up with uh, Last Jedi Luke yet. Um, I think he's on his way. Could be. But he's just he's teaching the stuff that they taught in the prequels, which is just you know, it's ponder. It doesn't make much sense. You know? No attachments. No attachments. What he should be teaching is it's fine to have friends and stuff as long as it, you know you don't. It, it doesn't lead to fear of losing them. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to develop more on Luke's personality on that, but I thought it was kind of an unfair choice to put on Grogu, especially since Grogu is such a yeah. I want to say a child in his in his growth. That it's like okay, I'm giving you these two choices. It's a very cruel choice. It's like we already know you're a testamento. Like Luke already knew what his Grogu's choice was going to be, and I know that they did this specifically because they're trying to save Grogu from Kylo's. Yeah. destruction of the Jedi Temple. But even jumping into the comics, like Kylo didn't want to kill the Jedi at the temple. 
He just wanted to leave. Mm. There was the Jedi there that were trying to stop him from leaving that threw him in a rage that made him kill him. He even left some of them alive and took off, and they chased after him. Yeah. Yeah, was, was Grogu even old enough to make this decision? I mean, you're just going to go with Mando. He's 50 years old right now. And that's basically basically a kid. Yeah, he's a five-year-old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, what he's going to choose is, like, he wants to be back with his friends. He, yeah. I want to see my friend is what he's saying. Like, he's not even old enough to make that decision. Yeah. I know a lot of people on the Instagram, they're saying, oh, he's going to find somebody to have both. But, I mean, Yoda's lightsaber doesn't belong to him anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's another problem of the right. The writers realized they made a mistake because Grogu is such. I mean, Grogu makes more money probably than selling products and merchandise than any other character, and so they're yeah. like, you know what? We need Grogu back to Mando. They have to be together so we can have Grogu back in the picture. Yeah, because they're like, okay, how are we gonna do season three without Mando? But we saw episode chapter five of the Book of Boba where it was just Mando doing his thing, no Grogu. I thought he did really. Really well without an episode with Grogu. Yeah, I, I was excited to see a whole season without him. Maybe a cameo, and that was it. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. And here's the thing. Here's the question: If Grogu picks the armor and goes back to Mando, does that does that undermine the whole arc of <laughs> the Mandalore? The whole point was to get Grogu back to his kind, yeah. get him to Luke, get him back to Luke, and then no, that was Mando's point. That's what I said too. That was Mando's goal. Oh, not necessarily. That was never a Grogu's goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now we can see perhaps a season three where he has Grogu's consent, you know, to part him around and he's made his choice. And mm. So we'll see. Uh, one thing I did like about it was uh, just the whole training sequence. I did enjoy the training sequence. Like, then sitting there doing the meditating thing. I love seeing. Grogu get distracted and go off that little frog and Luke is like, Grogu, what are yeah. you doing? And then Luke, then Luke sits there and shows him the power. He's like, okay, you did it with one frog, but if you really sit here and focus, you can feel every living thing around you. Yeah. And so Luke pulls up all the frogs and is like, this is what you can have. Like, Grogu was like, looking all over and then he looks at his hand and he's like, I could do that too. Yeah, Grogu's a fast learner, too. I, I didn't think we'd see him flipping around in this episode. Yeah. Well, like Yoda. He looks at it himself. It's more him remembering. Oh, yeah. True. Because he unlocked, cause he unlocked his mind. What did you think of that Order 66 scene? Yeah, that was... I, mean, I did not expect that. No, that's the first time we've <laughs> no, seen... No, was I. That was, that's the first time we've seen clones in live action since 2005. Yeah. Insane. And a lot of people are arguing with me on the, the Instagram, but I'm I'm holding strong to it. Uh, one of the main Jedi's there, I think, was Ron Koda from The Force Unleashed. With the ponytail on the back of his head. Yeah. That guy, Ripperidge. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh, no, it's Sindrog, Sindrog. But Anakin kills Sindrog right when he gets to the, the Jedi Temple. Like, Yoda sees it on the little uh, cam. Yeah, and, no. And people are like, well, Ron Koda left with the whole militia. <laughs> During the Clone Wars, I was like, "Well, technically, that's can't that's a Legends canon, so they could have easily rewritten his character here, just as a kind of little tiny Easter egg." But a lot of people don't are still against me on it, but I'm holding strong to it because, like, you see him walking, that you see him get shot down, but you also see the other Jedi get lit up, like they walk past him and start shooting him down, but they never shot, they never confirmed uh, Ramkota's death by shooting him while he was down. Mm. So, 
a lot of people are complaining like, oh man, that's such a waste of character. I'm like, well, technically, they can, if they can bring Fennec back, if they can bring other characters back, I think they can bring a, a Jedi that got shut down. Yeah. Um, I almost thought in that scene for a quick second, I thought we were going to see Anakin. Like, I didn't think Anakin was going to come in swinging at people, but I thought we might see him in the background. Show yeah, see his, a little lightsaber or something. Yeah, with his hood over or something. Like, I was getting ready for that. Anakin comes up, just stabs Grogu through the chest. It was all a dream. And who was hiding? Somebody was, was it those Jedi that were hiding Grogu? Somebody was hiding Grogu. Yeah, maybe they were in charge of his studying that day. Yeah. That fateful day, and Anakin decided to kill everybody. Yeah, because he saw the whole thing happen, and it's like, where's he hiding? How does he get out? Because that's my thing, is like, how does he get out? Maybe it's Ron Coda that gets up and he's like, after the cleanse are gone. He's mm-hmm. like, still really super injured, but he kind of just like gets up weekly, grabs Gogu, and then sneaks out. Maybe we'll see a continuation of that. Uh, um, flashback. Flashback at some point. Oh, yeah, I definitely think we will. Oh, I'm hoping. Yeah, we probably will. But yeah, I, I'm holding. I'm holding strong. I, th- I think that's wrong, code, and I think that they're going to do something more with it. I, I'm. A, I mean, even if I'm wrong, I'm still. That little that little man bun sells it for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's fun to theorize. It's part of the fun of. It is, yeah. Star Wars. I mean, yeah, even if I'm wrong, it's fun just to kind of come up with theories and kind of like, oh, they can do this, they can do that, they can do that. They're going to rewrite his character. Maybe it's not going to be Star Killer that he's going to be introducing. Uh, Speaking of which, actually, rumors are saying that Starkiller is going to be the Inquisitor and Kenobi. Mm. Ooh, that'd be very interesting. I hope not. And so, so I hope they still use Sam Witwer. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. He played. Uh, he played him. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I, I hope not. To, to just my opinion. I, I don't really want um, Force Unleashed to be canon. Well, it could be a different Starkiller. I mean, it could be the same guy but just different powers. I mean. So, so like. Not as OP. Okay. Cause... Yeah, I mean, he could be the main antagonist, but. Yeah, you gotta remember, like video games, they kind of accentuate a lot of the abilities. Yeah, except for Fallen Order. Fallen Order is pretty realistic with the powers, the force powers. Exactly, they they made it like more because they knew it was. This is actually what happened. Yeah, yeah, they they did the same thing in uh the Jedi Outcast, the Dark Forces series. Like the abilities were yeah pretty similar to Fallen Order. True. Um. Also, I'm just looking at this picture. We we noticed that Luke has a. That's a different outfit from Return of the Jedi. Same concept, different outfit. Uh, I think it's the same, actually. Really? It looks different to me. It, uh, no, it's the same. Because uh, I, ha- I have the costume. There's different parts that go onto it. The look mm-hmm. that we're familiar with is the he wears the poncho that is on Jabba's Sail- Salem barge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else is the same. Like he just He's just wearing it plain. So, oh, so, so, like, Luke kind of had something over it in Return of the Jedi, and he doesn't have yeah. that. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Even, when he fights, even when he fights Vader, like, it's the same costume. Uh, the only difference is that the flat falls falls open. Okay, that's the same. It's the same as from when he was on the sail barge, huh? The same outfit? Yeah. Okay. Same outfit, yeah. Except he didn't have the cloak, and he didn't have the... the there's another piece that goes over, like, a vest or whatever. Hmm. Okay. I have all the pieces to it, and okay. I'll, have to look, I'll, I'll look at it again. I, I could be wrong. It could be slightly different, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. Hmm. Okay. Well, he's missing the he's missing the over part, the over jacket, whatever it is. Oh, he looks so yeah, good. Yeah, and, and Luke only wore that on the yeah. sidebars. The rest of the 
the rest of the movie, he was just without it. He didn't wear the cloak. Me, me and Echo 12 have this slideshow on. I, I just, man, it's like lifelike. It's so lifelike, Luke, in this episode. Dude, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm still baffled about it. Mark Hamill still came in and he, uh, like, his voice, like, almost 100% sounded like Luke. Like, knowing Mark Hamill's voice yeah. now, so raspy and all that, I'm like, how is he going to portray that Return of the Jedi Luke voice? And it's almost flawless. And I know they probably use some technology to kind of alter it, but still. Yeah, and I, I thought, see, we had no idea that technology was going to look like this. I thought it was just going to look like the same it did in Mando Season yeah. 2, because that was just a year ago. But just three weeks ago, it was like two or three weeks ago, I was um, texting Mark, I was like, I'm, I'm reading the book, Master and Apprentice. Um, first book I've read in a long time, by the way. And it's really good. <laughs> a long time. But um, I was like, I was bummed because I was like, damn, we can never see this. We can never see this in live action because no. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are so much older, but we could 100% get that yeah. in live action. 100% with the technology. And I'm looking at a picture of Luke from Book of Boba. It is actually different. It is? Yeah. It, look, it reminds me more of like kind of a... A Japanese tunic. Yeah, that it, I was gonna say it's almost looks the same as a New Hope, but just like black. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, and it kind of fits that whole uh, Asian motif with like uh, the bamboo and all that to fit the that whole that whole genre. Yeah, that whole uh, uh, illusion. Like honestly, it just looks like a black karate outfit, kind of what Luke has on in this one. Yeah. Was it uh, a gi? Is that what they call him? Yeah. Um, I liked a lot of the references that uh, Luke did with Yoda. Like we didn't hear Yoda's name in this. Like he's like, uh, what was it? Uh, I once knew someone like you. He talked in riddles. Did you? Anybody ever talk to you like this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that, that stuff is kind of cool because like, kind of don't realize Luke spent a lot of time with Yoda. Yeah. You know. I wonder if he. I wonder if Grogu ever got to meet him. Who, Yoda? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. There, there's some people. There's it's some possible. People, there's some people that still think Grogu is Yoda's son. No, Yoda was a devout. Yoda yeah. could have banged Yaddle. Mm -hmm. No. Um, no. Just not. But I Yoda mean, Yaddle. Yoda may have. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Echo Twelve on this. Yeah. Uh, Yoda could have. I mean. Hard I am. <laughs> There's only we only know of three of his species. That was, so, like, that was so weird. I, I feel like that. he may be interested in being, um, you know, one of his kind. I feel like he might take a vested interest in saying, uh, yeah. And Yoda spent a lot of time with the younglings. Yeah, he did. We see him. So I mean, I feel like he may have met him, maybe even just in passing, but I mean, not as not to the extent that Luke did. Bring that ass back, you will. Yeah. Well. Sorry, we, we're gonna have to cut that one. Off. Yeah. No, 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 we're keeping it. <laughs> um, I, I like the Ahsoka and Mando's interaction. Because we got to see them in uh, Season 2 of Mando, so it's kind of cool to see them uh, interact again. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought you were going to help train you. She's like, oh, I'm not. Lucas. Yeah. I'm just here. And this just sure is, you know, keeps, we keep getting these reminders. we got to watch Clone Wars. Me yeah. It's another reminder. Yeah, because I'm going to be doing some podcasts on Clone Wars, so we'll, I'll tell you what arcs to cover, and we'll jump in and discuss. It's going to be fun to 
actually discussed Clone Wars with you guys since you guys haven't seen them. So it'd be kind of cool to see a new perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season by season, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and Ahsoka's going to be a big part of all this stuff. She's got her own show. I was going to I was gonna do it the machete order, the chronological order. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch it like that. I'm not going to. Yeah. There's, there's, Should we? There's too much knowledge for me to not follow it, you know, just to sit down and watch it. Because I, I, I had some people say we should just do it season by season. No, I'm going to watch it. And uh, the way that he has sent us. Okay. He sent me a video. Oh, yeah. It. He sent you the whole thing. Yeah. About, yeah. So we we'll, we'll do it like that. Yeah, we got it. We'll do it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm having trouble getting through season one, Mark. I, I'm having trouble. I've tried. Season one of what? Clone Wars. No, do it the, the chronological way. It bounces from season to season. Yeah, I think we'll have to do it like that. My counter to that was to the first season of The Office sucks. But you got to stick, stick through it. Now that I've tried. Season one of Book of Office sucks. Season two, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it does not suck. It does not suck. It's no, it it's pretty suck. good. It's pretty chill, good. bro. Chill. No, just kidding. <laughs> not great. Not great, but I'm going to say pretty good. Pretty good. Its highs weren't, uh, weren't like the two seasons of Mando. But there's been lower in the Star Wars media we've been given. There have been far lower points. I, I think there's been plenty. There's been a lot of highs in this. Oh in, yeah, in this series, it's just like like we've just been saying, just like head scratching moments, like the way they set certain things up. It's the story they wanted. To yeah. Tell. Yeah, and I mean the story's not over over yet. Mm. We do have Mando season three, and a lot of what's being built up here could be part of that. So that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what's holding me on. On hope, I'd say, for mm. why this book of Boba is necessary. There's got to be something bigger that they're working with. I'm mm. hoping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you think so. Hope so. Um, what you guys think of the interaction between Mando and Ahsoka? Like, she wakes him up and she's like, "Okay." He's like, well, "I was looking for Grogu. Well, that that's why uh, he brought you to me instead." <laughs> yeah. Uh. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, it's all part of the teaching and the practice. And she was wise. The advice she gave him, he was right there. He wanted to say hi to his buddy. Yeah. But she said, that's for you. You want to do that. Yeah. It's going to make it hard on him. What? Good yeah. stuff. Wise stuff. I like that not even a Jedi can sneak up on Mando either. As soon as he wakes up, he's ready. He has the blaster oh, out. Hey, that's that a good, is true, actually. Yeah. That's a good catch. I like um, that. I know it probably didn't hit you guys in the feels when she said this, but... For anybody that was watching Clone Wars, can probably probably share in this these emotions with me. And she said, uh, "He's like, uh, how do you know Luke?" She's like, "Oh, I'm an old friend of the family." Yeah. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Perfect way to convey that. <laughs> that hit me right. That hit me right in the heart. I was like, "Oh, poor, yeah." For Anakin. And then later she hits him with, "So much like your father." And I'm not gonna lie, that that line was I felt like it was forced in there. Because mm. like if you look at it, is was it uh. She's like, uh, the Mandalorian, Luke is like, the Mandalorian is here. And he's like, as a, then she's like, as I told you, the two share a strong bond, and he brought him a gift. And then she's like, sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it. Like, completely switches from it. Yeah. And then she's like, so much like your father. Honestly, I felt that was forced. The way Luke was talking like that doesn't remind me of Anakin at all. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe. Even, even in Clone Wars. Her heart in it, I guess. Like Anakin never, never ever talked like that about like training. So I I, I felt that was kind of a little forced and a little bit off. Hmm. I felt like something else he should, something else he'd do would 
should have been more reminiscent of it. Yeah. I don't know. I could, I could be looking too, too much into it. But I mean, I did like the comment, but I just felt it was misplaced. Yeah. I mean, this is a, we have so much media at this point. It is, whoever writes the, well, I mean, whoever writes them and whoever decks are nice to know that we're sitting here with this whole bag of knowledge and, you know. Yeah. Especially Dave Filoni. Yeah. Directed it. Yeah, true. And the fun little comment, uh, yeah, there's no place safer than Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was like, uh, yeah, with this version of Luke, maybe. But, <laughs> uh, but I, will, I will say from this episode, I'm glad we got this episode because it's kind of cool. I always go back and rewatch the movies. And now we have this episode. We can see Luke after Return of the Jedi. How cool yeah. is that? Like, actually, not Sebastian, somebody else playing him, but we have the action. Yeah. But the only downside. We need to get Sebastian to this. Wait, say that again? So we need to get Sebastian to, to play Sebastian Luke. Stan. Stan? Yeah, yeah, that, that dude. You would rather uh, him play Luke than this awesome new technology? Well, I mean, no, but I mean, it would still be cool. Maybe as like the <laughs> body double or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm glad we had this episode, but the only thing, like you're saying, Mark, it is kind of, it's kind of weird. It, we don't, it doesn't quite line up with Return of the Jedi, you know, the way he's, pre- mm. the prequel. I team. mean, this is five years after, but still. True. Luke doesn't, Luke doesn't come off of come across as somebody who would follow the teachings of the the, the Jedi Order. Yeah. I mean, the, it's probably it's difficult to write this episode. We know where he's been. We know where he's going. So you have to try to find a middle ground between what we think he would be like and what he turns into and what he was. Well, they, yeah. have, to, they have to draw the line from Luke being an awesome hero to Luke. And I'm being honest, they, it's not, they weren't trying to hide it. being a jerk. Hey, yeah. the, hey and they, they weren't trying to hide it. And, and yeah. the last night, they made Luke into like a loser and a hermit. Yeah. They have to draw the line from him being top of the world to bottom of the yeah, world. Yeah, it has to start somewhere. And so yeah. they're trying to start it here, I guess. Yeah. That's not even hating I on last night. They try to do that. You know, sorry. I mean, I mean, I guess you're right. Um, I, I kind of have a comment about Book of Boba Fett, a thought that I've, I've been thinking about. Okay. Um, so I think... I think I, I'm kind of getting the, the fans kind of overarching feeling here. It's not that Book of Bofa is so bad and like people hate it. It's that I feel like just it's confusing. It's like before Book of Bofa came out, hopes were like extremely high because Mandalorian season one and two are some of the best content we've gotten. It's like nine out of 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Awesome content. And we said, as long as we have Filoni, as long as we have Favreau, as long as we have this pool of directors going at it, Star Wars is in good hands. We're going to be great. But, and with Book of Boba Fett, we've kind of seen that it's not that good. It's good, but it's not as good as we were expecting. Yeah. Nowhere near as good as we were expecting. So it's kind of shows, yeah. you know, it's not. It would be hard to top Mando, though. But here's the thing. Kenobi has to. Kenobi has got to now. Now that we got a little bit lackluster thing with Boba. Yeah. I want to say it doesn't have to top. It has to match, right? It has to match yeah. Mando. I guess Mando was different because it's a completely fresh start. We didn't know who he was. We didn't know where he's been. We didn't know where he's going. True, but like I was talking to Mark, like even, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back is a fresh start. They're building on A New Hope, and it's yeah. the best Star Wars of all time. That's true. Right? Yeah. And it, just because something has a different story or whatever, you can still tell the you can tell the quality. When the quality is yeah. at 9 out of 10 or when the quality is at 5 out of 10. That's true. You can yeah. easily tell that. I don't know. It kind of it kind of puts. I, I feel like it's putting the fans on a little bit a little bit on edge. Like, ooh, can, we really hope Kenobi's gonna hit like Mando. 
Yeah. It can't be like, you know, not even say Boba's bad, but we don't want Kenobi to be seven out of ten. Yeah. Six out of ten. Yeah. Right. Well it won't. We have Ewan McGregor. Yeah. 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 Um, what'd you like about some of the the nostalgic things that they threw in with uh Luke training Grogu? Like which parts? Similar 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 things to Oh the uh, yoga. With uh, Luke doing all the flips and stuff and doing some of the training, kind of similar to what he did on Dagobah with uh, Yoda. Oh, yeah. Him on his back. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we got uh, Yoda's theme. We got the Binary Sunset theme, keep, keep which I thought was cool. Distracting a little bit. Wait, we got a Binary Oh, the theme. The music? Yeah. 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 That 100%. And you know what's funny? I was actually texting my friend. When Luke does the flip, Luke does a flip when he's doing this training montage. And it's like, yeah. Star Wars is the only thing where I can see a flip, and all he's doing is flipping. And I'm feeling like this wave of nostalgia. Yeah. Because, like, that's yeah. obviously a callback to his flip in Dagobah. Dagobah. Like, it's yeah. so funny how Star Wars could do that to you. He literally just flips, and it's like, oh, it's so cool, you know? It's crazy. And then, and even the, the training droid. True. I forgot about that. Yeah, he, puts the, he has a helmet. He just, yeah. That's not the same uh, training droid, by the way, that Luke trained with on the Falcon. Oh, it isn't? It's a different color or something? No, because uh, when you look at the sequel trilogy, when Finn is going through all the tools and stuff, he picks up the, the training droid that Luke had on the Falcon. Mm. And so we know it's still intact on the Falcon oh. at the time of uh, The Force Awakens. That's true. Oh, I see. I'm sure they sell those. They sell those droids at different shops on the galaxy. Uh-huh. Jedi's are up. Yeah, they're training. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I thought and it was cool to see like Luke uh, training with his own lightsaber while Grogu's just kind of just sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just showing off at that point. Yeah. He's like, look what I can do, kid. I think Luke was just kind of letting out his Jedi powers like, that was so awesome. Well, it was also kind of for us. Yeah, it was. No, it was yeah. 100%. But... Oh, yeah, it was definitely a fanfare for, for sure. And the green saber. I just love the green saber. Oh yeah, I've always I've always liked uh, Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber. Like if I ever had one, it'd be very similar to Luke's. Oh yeah, when he whips out that green saber and starts slicing and dicing everybody on the cell barge, one of my favorite moments. Yep, dude, yeah. And the entire saga. But so, I mean. I really didn't enjoy like this whole sequence with Luke and all that, but I was kind of happy to finally see Mando take off the, the planet and head back to Jabba's palace. Yes. And Boba doesn't even get a line in this. I thought he would. Boba doesn't even get an appearance. We don't even see no, him. No, he's in it. No, he's there. He gets a cameo. Does he? Does At the start in the review? Uh, when uh, Mando goes back to Jabba's palace. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. It was five. It was five when when he doesn't get an yeah, appearance. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He, chapter, yeah. six, chapter six, we get one. You're right. You're right. He gets a couple couple shots in there. No dialogue though, like you were saying. And they're talking about they're talking about the Pikes indicate what they're doing. They're like, oh, the the mods surveyed the streets, but lack of the foot soldiers. And then Mando's like, hey, I can help with that. And I was like, oh, here we go, another Mando adventure. Yes. Yep. And I, I hope this is and gonna grow up to a nice war. They keep saying war, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so it ties in the beginning of the episode with uh, Cobb Vance showing up. <clears throat> and it's cool you can see a piece of the 
the on the Jawa, you can see the Great Dragon skull. Yeah, that was really that cool. And then uh, in the bar that they go in to sit down with Cal Vance, you see some of like the rib, some of the bones and stuff strewn out throughout the entire bar. Oh yeah. And we find out it's not called Mos Pogo anymore. It's Freetown. Freetown. Freetown, baby. Protect. So protect. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like Mos Pelgo better. I agree. I do too. Yeah, you get you got Freetown protected by Scott. <laughs> don't don't come around. Deputy Scott. Yeah. <laughs> don't mess with Scott at Freetown. Okay. Yeah, you can't park there, man. <laughs> do, do you know who I am? I'm 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 Dinjar the Mandalorian. Who? Yeah, exactly. Hope you guys. Gain independence from the beats on down under. And, and I can't sit here and tell me where I can park. Yeah. Um, now again, I'm, you know, we haven't seen it, but does does Cad Bane have a bit of like? Does he fight with a bit of respect? Because he get he does the warning shot for for Cobb Van, shoots him in the shoulder. It's like don't mess with me. But then when he goes to the deputy, he shoots him like five six times. Yeah. In in the stomach, in the head, whatever. Yeah. He shoots him all over the place. Yeah. Is that out of respect? What what is that? Sending a message. Yeah, Cad Bane is very precise. I think it was like this is what I could do to you, but I'm just gonna leave you injured to tell the rest of your town. Because that's what he says. He says as long as the spice keeps running, every everyone will be left alone. Yeah, and precise. I like that's a good word too because precise and, with his shooting yeah. and his his actions too. Yeah, because he's, he's a sharpshooter. Like, seriously, like, I think he just did a test shot against Cobb Vanth, and his message was, as long as the spice keeps running, I think he was talking to Cobb because he knew he wasn't wasn't dead. Everyone would be left alone. It's like, all right, don't come against me because I just proved I can outshoot you. I just took you down and Deputy Scott. Yeah. I just like saying Deputy Scott because it sounds so funny. <laughs> Yeah, what a cool character. Cad Bane is just so cool. Yeah. What? What? A you'll you'll like him in Clone Wars. His first yeah. introduction. He's he's the uh, first episode of season two is when he shows up and. Nice. Cad Bane. I fell, I fell in love with the character. Where there's an episode with Luke Skywalker. We're still talking about Cad Bane. Yeah, I mean he really is cool, and it's a bummer. You know they brought him in episode six. Would have been nice to have him. A lot yeah. earlier. Set up more as a villain. Yeah. But I mean, you get what you get. He's so cool, I'd be bummed to see him die. That's how cool he is. Yeah. But, but it's cool to see that the bartender who is against it kind of looks up and you see that determination in his, uh, determination in his eyes. He's like, all right, we weren't going to uh, join, but now we are. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, like, Cal Vanthard's going to stay out of it. But now he has a reason to fight. Well, I mean, he's still out of it, I'm sure. He's oh, yeah. got a little bit of an injury there. Yeah. It looks like the bartender is going to be the one that's going to rally everybody. Yeah. Probably. But when I saw Cad Bane walking over the distance, I, I I had no question who that was. I was freaking out. Mm. Yeah, even if someone is only seeing him from the Bad Batch, as soon as you see that, you know who that is. Yeah. And still love the design. I know we talked about it earlier, but I still like the design on him. Yeah. Jeez. Very reminiscent to the, the Duros that we see in A New Hope. But the mouth needs to be down just a bit more. But I know that they fit it more to a human actor. Yeah. Yeah. That's You've been comparing it to live action anyway, not Clone Wars. Yeah. It's not going to look exactly like he did in the cartoon. But yeah, he looks awesome. Episode as a whole, I'm, I'm, this is like a shoot. This is like a nine out of 10. This episode. At least, yeah. This is a great episode. 
lost Mark. He's muted. Marky Mark. We yeah, can't I'm back. Play. I'm back. I was, I was, I was coughing my bad. You're good. Um, uh, yeah, but just something felt off about Ked being because I'm like curious about his character. Like I want to know more about his character during the the role of the Empire now. Hmm. Like. Because he's talking about Boba Fett being a cold-blooded killer who worked with the Empire. So does that mean Ken Bain was against the Empire? That see here's yeah, and that, that's another thing is the book of Cat Bain. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, is I'll, he actually I'll good guy? Did he join the rebellion? Mm, JK, I, JK, I, I don't no, I know he didn't. I know he didn't. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just messing around. Real quick, that that's the thing about this um, having the series after Return of the Jedi is that if they want to do any kind of fan service, if if they want to like oh let's bring in this character. That means they're all alive during yeah. the original trilogy, which yeah. is kind of yeah. You get in murky territory there, but so it seems like Ked Bane just kind of stuck to more like underground uh, yeah. bounties. Yeah, and it sounds like he avoided the empire. And the good thing is, you can tell for whatever reason. You can tell the super. Yeah. But so, what would you guys rate this episode? At least a nine, as individually. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. I feel like this is a nine. Only reason yeah. it's 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 not a ten is because the, the Luke um, um, character progression that we were talking about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I liked everything that we got out of it, but I'm excited to see more. See see where they're actually leading with all this. Heck yeah! So there you guys have it. That is our discussion of chapter six. Thanks for watching. <laughs> oh yeah always anytime guys so guys please be sure to like and comment it helps people find us better when there's more activity and please uh share with your friends uh the more the more views you get the the better um be sure to check out the links in the description where you can find our discord where you can chat with other fans like yourselves and discuss the mysteries of the star wars universe also be sure to follow us on instagram where we continue to post updates and news if you're looking for some new shirts that shows your love of star wars then we have you covered we have some designs that we worked on and know you will love. So check out our Teespring. So, Echo 2 out. Echo 12 out. Echo 3 out. May the Force be with you. Always. Swag sauce. <laughs>